Welcome to Empowered Living with Evangelist Robin Sherrod. Grace and peace and welcome to Empowered Living with Evangelist Robin Sherrod. I am so glad that you have decided to join us today because here at Empowered Living, we add value to your life as we point you to Jesus Christ. Our mandate here at Empowered Living is to strengthen the horizontal relationship that you and I have with the word of the Lord so that in turn, it will empower the vertical relationship that you and I have with our Father, which is in heaven, seated at the right hand of God, making intercession for you and I. We want to also encourage you to stay connected with us through our various social media platforms. You will see those on the screen. We want to let you know that we are here to be a blessing unto you. And we thank you again for joining us as we get ready to go to the word of the Lord. Today, we're going to be talking about a topic that is vitally important to your growth and to your life and is the benefit of God's word. It is the benefit of God's word. It's the benefit of the word of God that he has given unto you and what we speak unto ourselves. So we're going to go to our foundation scripture. We're going to find that in Psalms 119 verse 11. Psalms 119 verse 11. So go ahead and write it out. Make sure you're taking your notes so that you can go back and you can look at it and you can glean more from it once we finish our study today. But Psalms 119 and 11 from the King James Version of the Bible, it says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. That short scripture tells us that we have the ability to conquer sin. We have the ability to conquer those things that are coming up against us. We have the ability to overcome because of the word of God. Our words are powerful. Our words can bring into existence and our words can pull out of existence. The Bible says in Proverbs 18 and 21, that death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat the fruit thereof. So my question to you today is what are you eating? Are you eating good fruit? Is the fruit that you are putting into your mouth based on the word of God, based on the words that you speak to yourself, is that fruit begetting sweetness or is it bitter? It's just like when you look at and you have a fruit, a piece of fruit, and you're about ready to partake of it. Now, the outside of the fruit, of course, if it's bad, if it looks bad, if it's rotten, you're not going to, to partake of that fruit. But there are some times in which you can look at a piece of fruit and it seems like on the outside that it's beautiful. It's very colorful. It seems to be right. It seems to be just right. But then you bite into it and you find that it's nothing but bitterness that's all in it. Think about your relationships. Think about the relationship that you have that maybe on the surface it looks good. But when you really look at it, when you really begin to speak to that uh, relationship that you find that is bitter. See, the Bible says that we have power. And sometimes we think 
that we don't have power. But as being a believer, if you are a believer in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, God has already equipped you with his power. It says that death and life are the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat the fruit thereof. What are you loving? Are you loving life more than you're loving death? Is everything around you always negative? Is everything around you always um, pessimistic? Have you ever been around people and all their conversation is nothing but negative? You try to bring something positive to the conversation, they turn it around and make it into something negative. You may go into that person's presence or into that group and, and you are uplifted. You are, are, are grateful and thankful. Something may have happened in your life that is um, celebratory and you want to share it. And as soon as you get ready to share it, there goes somebody throwing some sour on it. And you leave there walking away more depressed when you leave than you did when you come in. It comes a time in your life that you need to clean up your circle. You need to clean up the circle of the people that you are around. If they're not able to speak life into you or you speak life into them, then you have to evaluate that situation and determine, is it something or someone that I need to continue to associate myself with? Because our time is valuable. Our time is valuable. Who we spend our time with, what we do with our day is important. And if I'm going to spend the most of my day around somebody that's pessimistic, around someone that is negative, around someone that all they see is the darkness and they never see the light, then why am I around those kind of people? Is it because you think you can't get any new friends? Well, just rest assured that if you give that up, God can bring into your life people that will be encouraging to you. But it starts with you. You have to be encouraging to yourself. In the book of Matthew, chapter 12, verse 37, it says, for by your words, for by your words, not anybody else's word. The scripture says, for by your words, what you speak out of your mouth, it says you will be acquitted and by your words, you will be condemned. This is regarding self-fulfilling prophecy. There are times when we speak things, you know, you may have a headache and next thing you know, you go all the way over to the right and say, oh my God, I might have a brain tumor. It's just a headache. You may have a situation where it's like, oh my goodness, you know, so-and-so is calling me. Before you even answer the phone, you've already gone to the negative. You've already gone to the side of something has happened bad. Something has happened that, that, you know, that's going to be destructive. And all the while, the person just calling you to say hello. But by your words, you will be acquitted or you will be condemned. What are you speaking to yourself? Are you telling yourself you can't make it? Are you telling yourself that you can't uh, do a certain thing, that you can't go back to school, that you can't find a new career or, or launch out into a new career, that you are not smart enough to do to start a business, uh, that you don't have all the resources because you're looking at everything that you don't have? Start with what you do have. 
Start with what God has already given you because by the power of your words. Now, am I saying it's hocus pocus magic? Of course not, because we as believers, we don't believe in that anyway. We know that whatever God gives us is because we're blessed and highly favored. But what we are sharing today is that God has given us the ability the ability to speak the words and the words that are coming out of our mouth. And there may be some that you cannot speak a natural word, like be able to hear the word. Maybe you have some type of challenge where you're not able to do that. But there's a form of communication is what we're saying today. What are you communicating to yourself? And what are you communicating to God, which is even more important? You can say sometimes out of your mouth, I believe, but in your heart, you're communicating something totally negative, something totally different. See, those things have to align up. You can't just speak something with your word, but you don't have it down in your heart. So when we talk about the power of our words, we're just not talking about just saying things, putting out things in the atmosphere. We're talking about being believing, believing what it is that you're saying. If you're saying that by your stripes, God, I know that I'm healed. Not only am I seeing that, but I am believing that. I spoke to you and I shared with you before about when I was paralyzed about six years ago and how I was in the hospital. And although I could not talk, I could not articulate fully for other people to understand. I was able to articulate to God through my heart, through my mind, through every part of my senses that I had. And I said, because God told me, you are going to walk again. Now, although the circumstances was contrary, although when I tried to move my foot or I tried to move my head or tried to move my fingers, I could not. But I believed and I knew that the power of God's word, that he was going to do something magnificent in my life and that he did. So here I am now, six years later, standing before you. Not only am I moving, but I'm speaking and I'm decreeing and declaring the word of the Lord. There is nothing, listen, there is nothing that's too hard for God. Nothing. Now, I know things sometimes don't all go according to the plan that we may have, but there is nothing that's too hard for God. I just want you to raise your hand wherever you are right now and just speak it out loud. There is nothing that is too hard for God. Even though everything may be contrary around you, there is nothing that is too hard for God. For God formulated the world that we live in. You go to the book of Genesis 1 and 1. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. God spoke a word and it came into existence. And God is living on the inside of us through Jesus Christ and through the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said, greater works that you and I will do. God said, let there be and there was. You can walk into a situation, you can walk into a place, and you can change the atmosphere just by your words, just by your continence when you walk in the room. I want you to try that the next time you go someplace. 
Before you even get to the place, I want you to pray unto the Lord and ask God and say, God, as I get ready to walk into this place, I'm walking in it in the power of the Holy Spirit. God, season my tongue, season my words, that as I walk in here, Father, if the atmosphere is not conducive to who you have created me to be, if the atmosphere, God, is heavy, if the atmosphere is depressive, God, I'm going to speak this word before I go in, God that you have already set the stage. And when you walk into the room, the anointing of God is walking into the room with you. I know that for some, you're thinking, what What are you talking about? This is because of the power of God that rests down on the inside of us. Not only the power to change the atmosphere through our presence, but changing the atmosphere through what? Through the word. God's word is powerful. The Bible says it is all powerful. It is authoritative. It is sovereign. Hebrews chapter four, verse 12 says, for the word of God, the word of God, that's what you have to do. You and I have to put the word on the situation. We're putting everything else on the situation. We're putting our thoughts. We're putting our, 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 our words. We're, we're putting everything else on a situation. But what about putting God on the situation? Put God on the case. For the word of God is quick, is powerful, and is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. Do you know the power of God's word goes down into the soul and down into the spirit? It is only the word of God, the delivering power of God that can root up years of root the things that have been placed into our lives because of the experiences of life. It is only the word of God and the delivering power of God that can uproot bitterness, that can uproot unforgiveness, that can uproot depression, that can uproot addiction. They can uproot mourning. They can uproot grief. It is only the power of God, the delivering power of God, that can go in and can uproot. We can speak something. We can say it. But if it's not in our heart, if we truly don't believe it, we have to believe. Our faith is so vital and is so important. And the enemy comes, the devil comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy your confidence in God. Listen, some of you under the sound of my voice, your confidence in God has been compromised. It has been hijacked because of the circumstances of life. But God said, if you would go back to my word, if you would go back to decreeing and declaring my word according to my will, He said, I will show you great and mighty exports in me. Going back to the foundation, I've hid the word in my heart. There are certain scriptures that resonate with you. There are certain words, there are certain uh, uh, things, phrases and, and chapters in the Bible that resonate with you that I might not sin against thee. God designed his word. His word comes forth in many different ways. By testimonies. By judgments. By precepts. By commandments. By laws. By statutes. 
you see the word hid in my heart, which means I may not have a Bible on me at the time. I may not have my phone where I can get to my app where the scriptures are at the time. So I can pull up my favorite scripture. But if I got the word down on the inside of me, if I got the word down in my heart, I can be in a situation that is contrary and I can still speak to it. Why? Because I got the word down in my heart. God, I know, Father, that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And that every tongue that rises up against me, thou shall condemn. I don't have to run and get my Bible when I'm at work and the devils are trying to come after me. I don't have to get my Bible when I'm over in the hospital and I'm getting a doctor's report that I don't want to hear. Why? Because the word I've hid down on the inside of my heart. Listen, we had a, we had a lot of things in our heart that clutters up the word. Declutter your heart. Declutter your heart with the presence of God and his word. We have a responsibility to also teach the word of God to our children. Teach the word of God to those who need to be taught the word. Deuteronomy 11 verses 18 through 23 from the, um, the ESV version of the Bible, the English standard version of the Bible. It says, "Ye shall therefore lay up these words of mine in your heart. Again, it goes back to the heart and in your soul. And you shall bind them, it says, as a sign on your hand, and they shall be frontless between your eyes. So he says, when you, when, I, when you see your hand, I want you to see my word. When you look out and you see, I want you to see my word. I want you to have your word in my heart, in your heart. I want you to have my word in your soul. You see, when you have the word of God in your heart, you have it in your soul, you have it in your hand, and you're seeing it manifest itself. You're seeing it even though you may not uh, come to pass yet. Why? Because faith, you have faith. Faith is the evidence of things hoped for. Okay? The things not seen. This is faith. Faith in the word of God. Just like you have faith to get up and go to your job and think the next week or two weeks later you're going to get paid. You need to have the faith in God. It says here, I want to talk about the benefits of God's word. I talked about the importance of God's word, the importance of what we speak to ourselves. But what are some of the benefits of God's word? One of the first things that you discover the jewel that's laid laden in God's word. Psalms 119 and 12 says, blessed are thou, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. The Psalm says that there's a blessing attached to being taught, a blessing attached to being a student. Hmm. How many of us are ready to be a student? Are we always wanting to teach? Are we apt to be a student of God's word? Are we apt to spend time in God's word? Are we apt to meditate on God's word? What are you willing to do to discover God's word? God's word is infallible. It's without error. 
Every situation that you and I face, it is in the word of God. The psalmist asked God to teach him his word. And we should do likewise. There's nothing wrong with reading a good commentary. There's nothing wrong with having good study guides. But there's nothing like getting the rhema for yourself. And the rhema means the revelation. The logos is the written word of God, but the rhema is the revelation. Listen, have you ever read a scripture? You read that scripture one time and you got one principle from it. You, you got one uh, level of revelation from it, but you go back to that same scripture and God will give you a different revelation for it at the time that you are in your life. That's why the enemy doesn't want you to read the word of God. That's why sometimes when you are getting ready to read the word of God, all distractions come around you. You get ready to get in a place to be able to, to, to study the word of God and you fall into sleep. That's a demonic attack. That's spiritual warfare. And you and I must command that to, we must bind it in the name of Jesus and we must command it to go. Because anytime I can pick up a novel and read the novel through, but when I pick up the word of God, I can't read the word of God through something is wrong with that picture. And the word of God is what's going to sustain your life. Discover God's promises. What is he speaking to you in his word? We take the promises of man all the time. Someone can tell us something and say, sis or brother, I promise to do that. And we'll take them at his word. And sometimes they fulfill it and sometimes they don't. But God's word is yes and amen. He says the grass withers, the flowers may fade away. He said, but my word, my word will last forever. You and I must digest the word of God. So once we've discovered the word of God, we must digest it. When you digest something, what happens? It means that you absorb the nutrients from the word of God. It's important for us to observe the nutrients. And when we observe the nutrients, when we're eating the good fruit of the word of God, then we feel differently. I want you to think about when you're eating something or what the things that you eat, when you're eating properly, when you're eating right for your body, you feel better. Your mental state is better. Your health is better. Your cholesterol is better. Your blood pressure is better. When you are eating the word, when you are eating what is and feeding yourself with the nutrients, the natural nutrients. So what more should it be when we feed ourselves with the word of God? When we feed ourselves with the word of God, then we're obtaining the nutrients. We feel differently. When I feed myself the word of God, the spirit of depression has to leave. When I feed myself the word of God, the ache in my body has to go. Why? Because I'm feeding myself the nutrients of the word of God. The Bible says in Psalms 34 and 8, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. How do we taste and see that God is good? We taste and see that God is good through his word. Then we delight in God's word. So we discovered God's word. We digested God's word. And now we are to delight in God's word, which means God that I have hid the word of God in my heart and I'm delighting God regardless of what I may see. I'm delighting regardless of what I may hear. 
I'm delighting regardless of what the enemy's trying to put down in my heart. He said, delight yourself. Second Timothy two and five says, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. Delight yourself in the word. As you delight yourself in the word of God, it makes us to be conquerors in him. Psalms 119 is a wonderful psalm talking about the word of God and how it enables us to be a conqueror, how we're able to delight ourselves in the word of God. And as we delight ourselves in the word of God, then we can depend on the word of God. Psalms 119 and 89, again, Psalms 119 is the foundation for this word today. Go read it. Go study it. Let it be a part of who you are. Depend on God's word. Psalms 119 and 89 says, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. You depend on the word of God today. Again, God's word would never fail. It would never fail. Few things in this life are trustworthy. Few things in this life you can take to the bank and get and you can receive a return on. But the one thing you can is the word of God. And it's imperative at this time that we are standing on the word of God as a believer. Because there are things that are happening around us, happening to us that we never thought would happen. In our, in our state of where we are right now. And if you do not know and understand and have a firm grip on the word of God, you are going to fall from the faith. And God does not want us falling from the faith. Psalms 119 and 105. Your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. God's word provides light for the way. What does God's word accomplish? What is the nature of God's word? It brings blessings. His word brings joy. His word keeps us pure. His word keeps us from sin. His word gives us wise advice. His word encourages the grieving. His word reassures us of his promises. And for those who honor him, his word provides answers, freedom, hope, comfort. It revives us. It brings us back to God. It nourishes. It enlightens. It protects. It sustains. It delivers. All of this is encompassed in the word of God. Father God, as I pray for your people right now, God, we have, first of all, forgive us, Lord, for straying away from the word. We have strayed away from the word for too long. We're looking for someone else to drop the word in our spirit. When God, you said, I need you to pick the word up. Help your people, God. Help us, Lord, to pick up the word. And not only to pick up the word, but God, that we discover the word. And as we discover the word of God, Father, we delight in the word. And as we delight in the word, God, we depend on the word of God. We depend on it, God, for our deliverance, Father. 
and we digest the word of God and we hold on to the word of God. I thank you, Father, for your word and for your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for tuning in to today's broadcast. If you'd like to stay connected with Robin Sherrod Deliverance Ministries, visit us at robinsherrod.com. Partner with us for weekly devotionals, candid conversations, Q&A, and a behind-the-scenes look at ministry life. We'd love to hear from you on social media and look forward to connecting with you next week.